You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, hello, my friend. I'm Peter Wallen, owner of Wallen Insurance in Elmira, New York, and I'm excited and happy to present this Be Community Driven series. And today we're going to continue our conversation with Darlene Ike, the executive director of Meals on Wheels in Chemung County. And Darlene has been the executive director for many, many years as... I sat on the board and watched Darlene develop and grow as a leader and someone that's very influential and in getting things done. So I'm very excited to share the continuation of this story, how we actually, as a Meals on Wheels committee, put together a plan to construct a 32,000-square-foot building in our county. So moving from a very small old building and an old operation for Meals on Wheels to allow us to grow and expand and then obviously give back to this community. So enjoy the podcast. Hello, Darlene. Good morning, Peter. Welcome Thanks for back. Having me. We want to continue a conversation with Darlene, but I really specifically want to talk today about a capital campaign that we have run. Uh, and I'm on the board of Meals on Wheels. I've been on the board for 20 years. And um, I'll actually take you back a little bit, Dar, because we go back about 10 years ago. We were talking about yes. um, a building expansion, a building expansion committee, a, a team that we put together. Mm-hmm. We actually called it the BET, BET, Building Expansion Team. And that was 10 years ago, Dar, and let's talk about why we felt the need to move and change buildings. So talk to us a little bit about that. The old building. The old building. When we moved into the old building, which was back in 1998, we said if it lasted us 10 years, we'd be happy, knowing the prediction of the growth that Wheels on Wheels were going to. Well, we wound up, and it wasn't, we didn't move out of there until 2017. But at that stage, when the VET committee was formed, we literally were pushing through more meals than we should have in that building. There were areas where it was unsafe right. as far as not meal preparation, but just you're crossing hallways with hot food and things like that. Um, it got to the point we were overcrowded in a building, but we also, between myself and the board, decided we couldn't do a wait list. I mean, how do you make a person wait for food? We couldn't do a wait list because people may have been waiting for food and we just didn't have the capacity to get them the food because of the operations we had. How big was that kitchen? How big was that building over there? We're smiling as we talk (laughs) now because we've come a long way. But Yeah, that whole building was 3,200 square feet. The kitchen itself was less, was 20 by 24 which is smaller than the office space in our new building now. Incredible. So 20 foot by 24 foot kitchen Mm -hmm. with as much equipment as we could possibly get in there. I know that. Absolutely. And then we were kicking out how many meals a day back in in the Uh, prime? We were doing a little over 200 at that stage, which we probably shouldn't have been doing, you know, more than 150 or so with the space that we had. So we saw the community and we saw the community need as people are... Aging. They're aging. This is a community where people are aging, and each and every day the, the, that number is, is growing. So we knew we had to do something. We knew we had to expand to a larger building for a safer, cleaner, um, more modern building more to, to serve the community. More yeah. efficient, absolutely. Yeah, we were very 
inefficient as far as in the old building. I mean, we did what we had to do. We met all the health guidelines and stuff like that, but it was inefficient. Um, and, and it took its toll on people. It really did. It you did. know, volunteers were struggling and things like that because there was just no room for anybody in the Correct. building. Correct. There was no room for the volunteers just to right. come and uh, have a cup of coffee and, and sit down right. and, and share a story with a friend. So I remember what we did as a board was we actually created this BET, this building expansion team. So we had a handful of people on this committee. And the committee would get together and we'd meet as often as we needed to, at least once a month, to look at different options as to what we could uh, do to move to a building, maybe build a building. Yep. Um, what, what, what do you remember about that, Tara? Oh, it was very frustrating. We found land that we thought we wanted. We you know, put an offer in on it. It was turned down. Um, and we knew that would have been perfect, but I can't say that it would have been perfect after being in this building now. We looked at this building and thought at this stage, or at that stage, it was going to be too big for us. Right. And it was on the market for a price that was just out of our budget. Uh, we looked at other buildings. I can remember looking at a building with um, our Ambrose. And we got locked into the building and had to hope a police car or something would come by and That's get us out. That's a story. You got, you got locked in the building with the, with the realtor. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, we closed the door, and we were in this little <laughs> sunroom area, and you couldn't get out or you couldn't get in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it, it, was a, it was interesting. But uh, then this building went back on the market. Um, for a very reasonable price. Um, so talk about this building a little bit. This is huge. This is a, a this is a an old building. It um, is. It's the old artistic building. If anybody remembers artistic greetings, uh, we went from a thirty-two hundred square foot building to a thirty-two thousand square foot building. She said thirty-two thousand right there, yes. folks. Thirty-two thousand square foot yes. building we are sitting in right now. And we're only using about a third of it now. Well, I shouldn't say that. We're actually using the big basement. We're renting that out to Catholic mm. Charities because they needed cool. a place and they're storing furniture and stuff down there. Um, we've got other phases that we want to complete with this building, but our old building literally fits inside the new kitchen. And the kitchen now, um, I wish we had a camera here. We could go out and see it. We are just within steps of the kitchen right now. This kitchen is huge. This kitchen is gorgeous. It's right huge. Now. It's efficient. Um, you know, we've got the people telling us it's one of the nicest kitchens around, even in the state. Modern, state-of-the-art. How big is this kitchen? Well, it's probably at least 3,200 feet, or 3,200 square feet, square because feet. the old building, we figure, fits right yeah. inside the kitchen. So we more than tripled the size of the yeah. kitchen alone, and, and to see people move around in here and move with efficiency and effectiveness is yeah. fantastic. Let's back up a little bit and talk about the consultant, because we, we, as a committee, we... Mm -hmm. We felt the need to to really do our do our due diligence and evaluate and say, you know, could the community afford to help us pay for this new right. building? And what do you remember about the consultant? We hired a firm to come out and we kind of did. just did an analysis and survey. Yep, of this we community. did. Um, we hired a firm, like you said, we were doing our due diligence. Um, it wasn't an easy process because we had to um, ask each board member to come up with preferably 10 names of community members that could be interviewed. Right. We wound up doing all the scheduling for the interviews and making sure the consultant talked to them. I think um, we learned some things from it that we weren't tooting our horn enough, mm -hmm. but we also were told that we couldn't raise the money. And I don't That's know. That's what I remember. Yeah, to me, that don't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> I think when we had the architect, Bob, at the time, I think we were kind of thinking this was going to cost about $3 million. Were we in that $3 million range? That we were going to have to spend $3 million to, to buy a building, to renovate a building, right. and, and to get it ready for, for where we are. 
And the consultant kind of said, you might not even get 500000 Correct. Right? So the consultant that we paid a lot of money for came back and said, you're, you're in the $500,000 range. So that really kind of burst our bubble a bit. It did. I remember that. And yet we, like you just said, we were not going to hold that answer. Mm -hmm. we, we did not like that answer. We said, we could do this. Mm -hmm. We could get up there and, and do this. And we did it ourselves. We didn't even hire anybody to do the capital campaign. Between the board, Peter, you were a the capital campaign chair. Thank you. And we did it ourselves. Uh, was it easy? No. Would I ever do it again? Not in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we learned some lessons. There yes. were a lot of things that uh, you have to remember to do and try and do when you're doing a capital campaign. But I think most people were very happy with what we did and how we Absolutely. stayed in contact with them. What was really nice is we, we did end up getting this building for a, a very minimal amount. So we ended up buying this building and, and we, we were able to use that with some funds we already had. And then we just sat on this building for a while. So we owned the building uh, free and clear at, at a very good cost. And then we were able to kind of go out to the community and say, hey, we've got a building now. Um, it's vacant. It needs a lot of work. You know, it needs a new roof. It needs, uh, you yes. know, total gutting of everything and taking out the, the old pipes. And if they weren't already stolen, yes. all the old pipes <laughs> and things like that. And so I think that was kind of neat that we were able to build a capital campaign to go out to the community to look for grants, mm -hmm. to look for banks, uh, bank financing and even mm -hmm. gifts from banks and then um, pledges from individuals and companies. We were looking for pledges in you know the four years or five years. Can you pledge a few hundred bucks a year for the next four or five years, and, and to get people to engage in this? Right. So uh, talk a little bit about that. How did how did we feel about that? As we had this vacant building, and then we were out there trying to raise money before we. Right. We the the hardest the thing was being able to prove to people that one we could handle this, that we could be sustainable and do this, um, and then. Of course, the building itself had great bones. I mean, we had an inspector come through. Right. We were very lucky. It had no plumbing, no electric, no water, nothing. But it was also open. So we could literally design right. what we needed to. Um, and we have it set up to be as efficient as possible. We held an open house, bringing the people to right. the empty, vacant I remember building. That. And they were quite impressed with it, but at that stage they also saw, you know, the roof was leaking, um, you know, there's literally, we had to do it in the daytime when we could have some light in the building. Um, and then just a matter of coming up with a plan on right. how to contact the community. You helped, Randy Reed helped, um, and we came up with a little folder that That's we right. sent to people and talk to them and we started tuning our own horn. We did and, and we took a leap of faith. We said, we're gonna do this, you know, and we hired the contractor. We had board meetings and we, we, we did our proper vetting of, of contractors and we looked at bids and evaluations yeah. and the architects and then when we finally made a decision, it was, uh, I can't remember, was it a 1.3 million, 1.4 million dollars? 1.4 million. 1.4 million was what the contractor was gonna charge us to renovate this building right. and build this building into into uh, the, the kitchen and the in the facility that it is today. And if we were to really put a dollar amount on it now, darling, we gotta be closer to two million at this oh, point. Oh, absolutely, because we've added a lot of equipment since then with the help of people like Watkins Glen Race Foundation and Tioga Downs, all of those people have helped us get extra equipment. We put, we saved space in the kitchen right. for the wish list equipment and it's now Pretty much all in. We're only missing one piece of equipment right now. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's it's been such a joy to watch this being built out and and, and of course there's always growing pains. There's always challenges. But um, talk to us about what it looks like today. So we've got this wonderful kitchen and how many how many meals are we 
pumping out of here today versus the 200 oh. we were pumping yeah, out of there before. Yeah, we're well over 400 now a day. Um, April 2019, we did 6,200 meals, little over, little, little over 6,200 meals. This April, we did 9,300 plus 1,200 emergency meals because of the COVID panic. And our June meal count was just over ten thousand dollars, or ten thousand meals, ten thousand meals, and, and not including money. any emergency meals. So this is time. fantastic. So we know the building that we built now, we built for the future, knowing hopefully we'll outgrow it at some point in time. But but we okay. want to make sure we're doing it properly. But we've built it for the future, so we know we can take on more if, if it's a congregate sites, a different uh, different um, community organizations that need our services and need food. Right. I would love to see us. We've got another portion of the building that we've actually used with our volunteers. We've cleaned it up a little bit and we've held a couple of volunteer recognitions in there. But our next goal, I think, should be to finish off that room so we could make it a senior center where they can come and socialize and maybe have lunch there and maybe bring in music or have a oh, nice. band come in and they can do dancing and things like this. Make it a community center. That's fantastic. I love that idea and I know there's a lot of, there, there's a glisten in your eye when you talk <laughs> about that because we've been talking about this for a long time yeah, is, okay. is things for the seniors to do and somewhere to go and somewhere to go to socialize and be part of the community and, and, uh, and, and you know, get out of their homes a little Just bit. Just get so. out of their homes. So I'll wrap this up here, Dart. Um, you've been an executive director for how long? I'm in my 25th year. Peter. 25 years with yep. us at Meals on Wheels. And how would you like to be remembered? What's you know, how does how does your legacy look as far as the executive director role? You at know, Meals on Wheels? I'm, I'm not a person that has to be remembered for things like this. I'm just I'm just glad that Meals on Wheels is at a position that when I go to leave, and I hope it's no, no time soon, that they're set. I don't think they'll ever outgrow this building because they have the whole basement that really isn't used yet other than for some storage right. um, you know there's another whole section of building we own land with it so i don't believe meals on wheels will ever leave this building and you know if that's the way it is that's, that's the way it is so as our building expansion team our bet committee is we still have dreams and, and, and visions for the future it's nice to know that we've got we've had great leadership all the way with oh, uh, with you. you darlene and and the title of executive director is fantastic but it, darlene has such compassion and such a heart for doing good in this community and to give back yeah. and to and you to know, make you, this community when you, stronger when you find a job you love you don't really work you come in and and the nice thing about my job peter is yes i'm titled executive director but i'm hands-on too i want to be out there with the volunteers and i think they enjoy seeing all of us be out there with them and you're working with different people every day and most of the people want to be here they don't say oh that's not my job i don't want to do right it on. so i don't have to worry about you know you need to do this and stuff like that so so we've done this we built this wonderful building we're it's gorgeous it's fantastic it's bright it's cheerful and what are you going to be doing later today you're going to be on the line yes yeah um we're actually so busy right now we don't have a lot of volunteers in here because of covid that i go on the packing line and on the cold line and help them get the coolers packed and my husband's here taking them out to the volunteers you're rolling up the sleeves and you're going to work you're just, just another it. good day in the life of darling Knight and wheels <laughs> on wheels well i'm not one that will ask anybody to do anything that i'm not willing to do and and they know it i've been out doing dishes before because we've Absolutely. just had things happen you know fantastic Thank you so much for sharing some time and some energy with us today, darling. Well, We're you, so Peter. proud of you, and I'm so proud to be part of this organization well, and, and to consider you one of my very good friends. You should be very proud of being the Capital Campaign Chairperson and getting us to where we were. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.